0: Father, we exalt you. We give you praise. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. Say with me, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. We love you. In Jesus' mighty name. You want to clap your hands and celebrate God. And please have your the glory of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. We are moving from glory to glory. Amen. We are increasing in grace. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. You are breaking forth. Mm, You are breaking forth. You are increasing. You are spreading out on every side. Nothing can stop you. And this year you walk in fullness of God's glory every area of your life shall see God's glory. In the name of Jesus. If your amen could be loud it could help the Lord. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter number 5 and verse number 13. Matthew 5, 13. Jesus says you are the salt of the earth but if the salt loses its flavor how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing. But to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Verse 14 says that you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. But on the lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. The, the, the church is God's solution to the world. The church is God's answer to the questions of life. And when we talk about the church're talking about you and I. So you, you are the answer to the world's questions. You are the solution that the world is looking for. Hallelujah, do you believe that? Say with me, I am the answer the world is looking for. I am the solution. The world's problems in this year. I'm solving problems in the name of the Lord Jesus. Light is a cure for uncertainty. Light is a cure for uncertainty. When light comes to a place, there is certainty. That is what God has made of you. That is what you are. You are You are a light to your generation. 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 You are an asset to your generation. Hallelujah. And so when you become born again, God has introduced you into a life of restoration. Praise the name of Jesus. He has introduced you into a life of what? Restoration. Wherever you appear, you restore things. You don't bring problems. You restore things. Praise the name of Jesus. Wherever you find yourself, you are a restorer. You are a restorer. You are a builder. You are a builder. You are a builder. Say I'm a builder. I'm a restorer. It's a consciousness that you and I must have. And the reason why God will impart into you power is not for yourself, but it's for service. The reason God will give you power. Power is not for self-gratification. Power is for establishing the kingdom of God on earth and establishing the will of God here. Matthew 6 verse 9. This morning, please follow me for the few minutes I have. Praise the name of Jesus. When your days on earth are over, people shall say concerning you, "This man, this woman, solved problems." Amen. Hallelujah, yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Be sensitive, Amen. Be sensitive, Amen. Amen. Amen, Amen. After this manner, therefore, pray ye our Father which art in heaven. Hallelujah. Be done. Verse ten, quickly. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give me the, uh, the, NL, the, uh, the, the the TPT. Hurry up, hurry up. Please tell your neighbor to be sensitive. I beg you. Turn neighbor to be sensitive. Be sensitive. Hurry up. Turn neighbor, to be sensitive. Turn neighbor, to behave, behave, behave. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Give me verse 10. Verse 10, hurry up. Verse 10, hurry up. Manifest your kingdom realm and cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth. You are the agency by which God manifests his kingdom realm. Wherever you appear, the realm of the kingdom of God is made manifest. Are you with the people of God? Wherever you appear, you are the one that makes manifest the kingdom realm of God. You are not an ordinary being. Hallelujah. You are not ordinary. So stop seeing yourself ordinary. If I meet the sick, you must be healed. If I meet the poor, you must be rich. I'm a carrier of heaven's realm. And that is why we come to church. We come to know who we are. Praise the name of Jesus. I'm a carrier of the power of God that manifests the kingdom realm of God. You are not born on this earth to do makeups. You are not born here to marry. You are born here and brought to this earth to establish the kingdom of God wherever you find yourself. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And that is why you must desire the fullness of power. Praise the name of Jesus. You must desire the fullness of power. The fullness of power. I remember some years ago, Bishop at um, our church in Kumasi some years ago, and he had taught us so much that the testimonies we are hearing in the church were members healing the sick. So, in people are living in compound houses. This is a testimony. They said somebody was sick. They sent him to the hospital, and they said, Ah, if brother so and so here, we are not going again. The brothers and sisters were the ones healing the sick. That shall be our testimony here too as well. Uh, we are not going to go out to seek for miracles. But we shall be the workers and produce of miracles. You must understand this realm. Hallelujah. That's why we seek for fullness of power. Amen. When somebody comes to you, they must encounter heaven on earth. Praise the name of Jesus. And that's what God's servant has been told by God. So we are in a teaching how to obtain fullness of power. It means it's not everybody that can want the fullness of power. Not everybody. Not everybody. What's everybody? Yesterday I was having a teaching with some brethren and I said I'm taking them through the school of healing and divine health. So I was th- from scripture to scripture. We're moving from, we, we studied almost about 30 scriptures because I realized something. When the word of God abides in you, sickness can operate in your body. And right there in the teaching, people that had pains in their knees, it vanished there and there. By Zoom, not physical touch. We are coming to a realm in this church when you're coming to save, you're bringing a madman who has be healed by you. Uh, hallelujah to Jesus! So we desire fullness of power, so that we can cause the kingdom of God to be made manifest wherever we find ourselves. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Luke chapter four and verse number one. Let's go there quickly. Luke four, verse one. Thank you, Jesus. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Verse 14. Verse 14. Verse 14. Hallelujah. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of Him through all the region round about. And you realize that He began to heal the sick, began to transform lives. When the fullness of power comes you become the last stop of the problems that plague humanity praise the name of Jesus you have not been saved by God to also beg and cry by what other men are crying about you have been created in Christ Jesus to be the end of their problem that is the higher calling praise the name of Jesus that's a higher calling, and therefore, that is why you know we're understanding some few things. You can't be playing around in malice and immorality, you can't. Your life is better than that. You are a solution. Praise the name of Jesus, hallelujah, amen, and amen. So, how to obtain that's how Christ obtains influence of power. For 40 days and 40 nights, he was being broken, tested on every side and they would not find anything wrong with him. And then he returned in the power of the Spirit. And then the sick could be healed. Them that were assigned to death, their death were cancelled because he was in fullness of power. I see you being filled with power. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. And so we began to learn one of the ways by which we... Come into the place of obtaining fullness of power. There are few we're going to be looking at. But this this month, we are looking at the power of the surrendered life. We shall be looking at the power of the word. We shall be looking at the power of the blood of Christ. We shall go into the beauty of the cross. The power of the Holy Ghost. And the power of prayer. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. And so, we're looking at the power of the surrendered life. I'll just do a quick recap. And then we'll go to how to be surrendered. We'll pick a few scriptures and meditate on them, and then we'll pray. I hope you're being blessed already. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! 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 Amen and amen. Luke chapter number nine, Luke 9 and verse number 23. Luke 9:23. Luke 9:23. He says, and he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. That's the New King James. Let him deny himself. So, if anyone desires to come after Jesus, let him deny himself and let him take up his cross daily. Not sometimes in the day. Daily. He denies himself not only when he's in church. Praise the name of Jesus. There are some of us that deny ourselves when we are in church. There's no need. The need for denial of self is outside the force of the church. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. The Amplified says he said to all, If any person wills to come after me, let him deny himself. Disown himself forget, lose sight of himself and his own interests, refuse and give up on himself take up his cross daily follow me, cleave steadfastly to me, conform wholly to my example in living and if need be in dying also did you hear that? I feel read again somebody didn't hear, let me slow down and he said to the special place that he that had an ear, let him hear. If anyone wills to come after me, let him deny himself. And the amplified is amplifying what deny himself means. Number one, it means to disown himself. Praise the name of Jesus. So, you are free to dress anyhow. But what does he say about it? then you decide not to not because you like what you're going to wear but because he likes what you're going to wear you deny yourself I hope somebody's is ready for me at all lose sight of himself his own interest a young man called me today he was around in Ghana doing very well God began to open doors for him academically he went to one country to do some course, came back and the school sent him again to the States and for a while, I haven't heard from him. And then this morning he woke me up with his call. And he said, I'm about to do something. But I've done all the arrangements. But the Lord told me to call you and ask you first. I said, what is it? So said, okay. So um, I'm here in the States. And uh, I finished the course I came for. But I felt like staying back. Uh, because my family needs help. So there's this American lady we found and we want to arrange a marriage so that with time I'll get my, this thing. That's what they do there. That's how you get your, your, your green card. So you see a married person, has a wife and children in Ghana and then goes to the States and marry and have a different name so he can have papers. So he was telling me that. So when he was done, then I said No. So we've done everything the figure has been agreed on and I said, when you were here in Ghana, God began to open doors for you and sent you on two nations. You didn't qualify for it. Why do you want to finish what God has begun? It looks very nice. It looks harmless but it's a lie because you have to fake the lifestyle of being married to her. What life is that? But you see, that is what a lot of young people are doing. There are some in this chair thinking about that. There are some thinking about that. That if you are going to travel, you go and marry, remarry, and get papers. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof. See, if God has not sent you abroad, you will go and suffer. The Lord is with you where His word has gone. I said, you cannot do it. He said, yes, sir, I will not do it. Period. Pastor, what do you mean? You don't know that. You don't know. I've had a bunch of stay in, in, in the U.S. Way back in 2007, I got the papers. The Lord said, that's where to be. I, I tore it. A family in, in, in Tema were angry with me because their son is there look, trying to get papers. I got, I was just some few steps to that. I tore it because I could have gone there and lose my Christianity. It's only God that knows what is waiting for you there. But you have gone ahead of God. You can't be like Uzzah. You can't be like Uza. The ark must be on the shoulders of men, not on ox. No. So don't try to finish what God has started. The crucified life or the surrendered life is an example like this. The whole thing is lying there. It's good. It's well prepared. But Jesus says no. And you say, okay, no. So you disown your interests. You disown your will. You disown what you want and you go for what he wants you to have. That is the surrendered life. Can I tell you, it's hard. That's why not many people are doing it. It's very hard. That God can see that the job you have is becoming a God and says, Leave that job. It's hard. That all the money you have left is 1,000 and He says, I want it. It's hard. And why is it hard? Because there's a contention between your flesh and the spirit. So, you are born again. It means you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. There is a deeper walk. That's not the end. You're meant to move on from the cross ahead with Jesus. He must be your Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. I hope you're still with me. People of God, a man that prays 24 hours and does not have a life surrendered to God is not bound to walk in power, as a man that prays one hour and Jesus leads him every day. The one that Jesus leads every every day who has given his life, disowned himself to God one hour prayer can look like he has prayed for 10 days. The dimensional power that man will walk in, a man who has not disowned himself, can fast, drive fast, 40 days and the only thing he will encounter is shallows and shadows of God's power. This is the reason you find that nowadays sisters are careful to marry spiritual brothers who are more blessed to their bishop or their pastor. The guy looks spiritual. He leads prayer. He's part of prayer, but Jesus does not know him as one that's yielded to him. So he looks, he has a form of godliness, but denies the power thereof. What we are talking about is this if you are going to obtain power, you must let go of you. You must let go of you. One of the ways you know if you are letting go is how you take correction instructions. If your ego is still too alive, you are still alive. You have not died. The surrendered life is a dead life. What did I say? It's a dead life. Galatians 2, verse number 20. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Oh, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. And yet it's on the lips, it's not in the heart. Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. There is a young man that has passed on recently in the Church of Pentecost, a deacon. He is is a Christian blogger. His blog is the, I think, the Assam Diary or so. He's just 31 years. I put a video of him on my status, he passed away just last week, and on that status, he was he was preaching people to give their life to Christ and said that you don't have you're not in control of time. God can call you at any time. He can even call you right now. So give your life to Him. What will you do if Christ calls you now? He put that video back on people to come and give life to Christ, and he has passed on at 31. Are you sure you are ready to pass on? The man whose life is surrounded is not afraid of rapture not afraid of death. Do you know why it's difficult for the United States to fight the, the Arabs? Do you know why? Can I tell you why? You want to know why? Because those guys are dead. How do you fight a dead man? He doesn't fear death. The guys, are, they are dead. But you are alive, trying to fight a dead man. The guy is dead. So, blasting his flesh is just an expression of how dead he is. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. Oh, Apostle Paul, where you're going to go to? They are going to change in Jerusalem. They're going to kill you. He said, I'm not only ready to be arrested. I want to be killed for him. Dead man. If I live, I live for you. If I die, don't sing that song, oh, if you're not sure. There are territories you and I can never enter until we are already crucified. Paul said, I am crucified. So the surrendered life is a crucified life. It's a dead life. And Bishop always tells us something. He said that, he asked us on, on, I think on on Friday, when he was teaching. He said, when you go for a funeral, do you honor the dead? And we said, yes. He said, but does he see the honor? One day he was teaching us somewhere and he said, um, when you insult the cops, does he respond? We said, no. You have malice with a dead man. You are wasting your time. You are the one dying. Do you understand what he said? You are angry with somebody. The person is moving on with his life and you are angry and you are there. Developing wrinkles. The guy is dead. It's a wasted battle. Sometimes you have issues with people. You are not eating because you are angry. The person has just gone to a fast food, gotten food. He's on a date. And you are there angry. A dead man. So the crucified life is that you are dead to everything that the world responds to. Hallelujah. 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 A surrendered life is trusting the Lord Jesus Christ with your life. Now, Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. My time is almost up. Let's, let's quickly run up this. All my journey in the faith, that was all that I was taught. I've never prayed for a gift. I've never prayed for prophetic anointing. I've never prayed for healing anointing. Never, never. All that I pray for is, Lord, have me. Have me. Because when he has you, whatever gift he wants to preach, you will preach in you. And I can tell I'm not lying to you. I'm yet to see the gift, I'm yet to operate. There's remaining one or two of them. I've been marking it. So I've been taking, I've been taking the gifts that I've seen operate. And I'm like, why? Because it's not about us, it's about Him. I won't limit God to a prophetic anointing. No. I will limit God to word of knowledge. No. All those gifts mentioned there and more, we shall walk in it. And therefore, people who are dead. Those who are alive. If you are too alive, you can't walk You can pray from today to tomorrow, you can get it. Pray that God should kill you. Hallelujah. Give us Colossians 3 verse 1 quickly. Quickly, quickly, quickly. If then you were raised with Christ, now what does that mean? When you accept Jesus as your Lord or your Savior and your Lord, your personal Savior, you have identified with what Christ went through on our behalf. Do you get that? What happened? He was nailed to the cross. He died. He was buried. On the third day, he rose again. And right now, he's seated in glory. The Bible says, he who knew no sin became sin. So instead of you and I dying because of our sin, because the soul that sinned must die. The soul that sins must die. The penalty of sin is death. Jesus said, I will not let you die. I will take your space and die for you. So you will take my space of living and reigning. So when you accepted Jesus Christ, it is as if there was a flashback, as if there's a time travel. As soon as you said, Jesus, I accept you as my Savior and my Lord. It's as if you entered a time machine and you went to the past and you entered into Christ when He died, you were with Him. So, when God looked at Jesus, He was seeing Isaiah dying, not Jesus. Are you here with me? So, if then you were raised, so I was in Him when He died, I was in Him when He rose. So, we all were in Him. If you've accepted Him, oh, if you don't know Him, you're not part of it. The provision is there, but you must enter. If you don't enter, yeah. so if then you were raised, so now that you have identified the rising of Christ, then he says, by reason of this position, seek those things which are above. The surrendered life is a life that seeks the things that are above. Where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God, if you are raised with Christ, that is the, the thing, I, I, are you sure you are raised with Him? Then you cannot be earthly-minded. Hello. Best number two. Now, this is the key. Leave a surrendered life. Read with me. Want to go? Set your mind on Say it louder. Uh huh. How do you lead a surrendered life? You set your mind. You set what? You set your desires. You set your affection. Yesterday, I was, when I was preparing, okay, this dawn, I was preparing myself for service. And then I am my suit, I had my shirt, polished my shoe, got everything together, and I picked the watch, and realized, ah, it's not working because it's this engine watch. You have to set it, and then wind it uh, so it's not start working. I had to set it. God did not set it for me. I set it. Hello? So it's wrong to pray and say, Lord, set my mind on above. No, you are going to set it. You have to set it. I have to set my watch. I have to know what is the time now. So now that you have risen with him, you are desiring what he's desiring. So how do you set your life? You check where Christ is. What is he doing? Then you set. Like you set your watch. So it is 9 o'clock or let's say it's 9.23. That is the general time all of us are on it. Then you say, No, 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 no. It's seven o'clock. No, it's nice. And no, my watch says, Your watch, you are not looking at, you are not watching to set. You have to watch to set. You can't set if you're not watching. So if you have been risen with Christ, then you cannot be blind to the activities of Christ. You must set your mind. Hiya. You must set your mind. You, oh, I was reading a book some days ago. And the author. Who was it again? I think it was uh, Toza. He said that you must cultivate your soul. Your spirit has received in of life. But for your soul, you have to cultivate it. Like a farmer, you have to cultivate it. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. You have received life in your spirit, man. But your mind must be set. Give me Romans chapter number 12 and verse number 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I beseech you, Paul is begging, Paul is pleading, I beseech you therefore brethren, by the mercies of God, that you, not the Holy Ghost, you, you must realize when you are born again, sin is a choice, not a demon, you hear me, you can't tell me that I didn't know what happened all I saw that I was in the bed of the man, no, 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 that's what the devil takes his time, he takes you in a class to educate you how to fornicate he started small, small by a movie. This is like six months ago. He's preparing you. The guy has vision. His target is that by February this year, 27th, he must be in bed, that guy. Instead of preparing you right from August last year, what you say? Setting your mind. Why? Because when your mind is set, your life is set. Where your life goes is where your mind is set on. Africa. Poverty must be knocked off our mind. If it's not knocked off from the mind. Somebody said that, take all of us, excluding me, take us to the United States. Who will change that place? Who have to take this and come back here because they will change this place. I saw that claim in South Africa, in Deban. And I was being told that the settlements, when the whites are there and or the, the, those guys are there, it's very, very nice. Then the Black communities start coming in. When they suck and then the whites are going. As they are going, the blacks are spoiling the place. They are making better places. It's in the mind. It's in the mind. It's in the mind. I I read the people of God. It's in what? In the mind. That's why Dubai will force it on you. If you like dropping on the floor, they'll cut your hand. Still, it's by force. But see, when they force you to do something, if you change the location, your nature has not changed. You do the same thing. That's how come Ghanaians travel outside. We don't dirty our environment. When we come together, we dirty it. Because you have, not, you have not set your mind. You have only been forced to do something. Paul the Apostle says that for you to live a crucified life, you must set your mind. Paul says that you must set. So he said, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, which is your reasonable service. So your, your real service is not talk. It's presenting. Of your bodies... Not your spirits. Verse number two, now look at it. How will I do that? Do not be conformed to this world. It means that there's a possibility that though you are born again, you will still behave like the world because your mind is on the world. So it says, but be ye transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. If your mind is not renewed, your transformation is not in view. If your mind is not renewed, your transformation is not in view. If your mind is not renewed, your transformation is not in view. You change when your mind changes. Are you with me? Are you sure with me? How come you're a professing believer speaking tongues and you can lie beautifully and feel nothing? Your mind has to be set on truth. How come? Doesn't it bother you? Don't go there, I'm just quoting it. Proverbs 4 verse 23. It says, guard your heart. You can put that one here. Guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. I love how some translation some say that that is where life begins. Some say that is the source of living. So you, can, you are not different from what is in your mind. You can fake it, but not for too long. Hallelujah. Keep your heart. Give me the tippity. Let's see how it looks like. It says that, so above all, guard the affections of your heart for they affect all that you are. Did you hear that? Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being for from there flows the wellspring of life. Give me Amplified. Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance and above all that you guard for out of it flows the springs of life. Give me NLT. Give me NLT. Above all else, guard your heart for it affects everything you do the reason you do what you do because how your heart is. The act is governed by the heart. The acts are governed by the heart. The action is because of the intention. What you are doing is because of your heart. That is why the Holy Spirit has been left here. Has been given to us for him to work on us. Work on our hearts. Using the word of God. Using the word of God. <laughs> You know, castrating yourself will not solve for God, it's not an issue of an organ below you; it's an issue of an organ up here. If you don't have respect for leadership, we don't. Have to, it's not even going to cast. No, you have to sit with God's word, and with the doctor of our lives, the Holy Ghost, to run you through a school. Of understand the place of honor. If that is not done, you will keep saying sorry. Sorry is an excuse for irresponsible people. There are many of us that say sorry over and over. There is no room for change. Go back to Colossians. I had a story of a pastor who decided to mend in marriage. Two of his son, a son and a daughter. The guy was very cool in church, very cool, very prayerful, prayer warrior. And he has this wonderful daughter, very sweet lady, a people person. She loves people. The man of God said, I think that two of you can be a very, very wonderful couple. They got married. Now the sister looks timid in church because the guy beats her in the house. I'm not moved by your look so. There are certain things you can use to tell a person who has a crucified life. I tell you. So me as a pastor, I don't like arranging my, I don't arrange marriage. So you no, no. I don't arrange because you are looking cool here, but I'm not sure that's how you are. Because there are signals you have shown that that's not how you are. There are signals you have shown. And you know, the funny thing is that when you are not crucified, when you live a crucified life, and your mind has not been conformed to the word of God, You think you are hiding your identity, but you don't know that you you are actually showing everybody. It's amazing how only you can see it. So set your mind on things above. Give me the T-P-T, quickly. (laughs) Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities. And not with distractions of the natural realm. Go back to King James again. So how do you live a crucified life? It's by working on your mind. Setting your affections on God. Since you're from above now. i give verse number three. Let me stop there. Quickly. For you what? Oh, say it louder. For you. What has happened to you? read it again. For you and what? Go to verse 4 quickly. Let's read together. When Christ who is our life appears. Who is your life? This is your life. Christ is your life. Let not be born again. Church is very boring. Who is your life? if Christ is your life church is sweet it's not so because we are dancing and shouting <laughs> the sweetness is not it is inward and it's a product of your personal work with God and your surrenderness to God church is not so because there are light things in the church and because we are dancing sometimes you say church is sweet but where comes from it, the day that the man of God comes and fires and ends the service in a fire church is not sweet to you so your definition of church is sweet is wrong Your life? Oh, shout it. Come on, saints. Who is your life? Move on quickly. Let's go. Oh, why are you reading like this now? Let's go. Boss. Who should put to death? Oh, shout it now. Who should you put to death? Is it the Holy Ghost? The Father. Jesus, who is a Roman soldier that should should kill your members, Roman Isaiah, put to death your members, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. Go to verse six. Let's go. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. Verse number seven. In which you yourself once walked when you lived in them. So now you are no longer there. So why live in it? Rise to your feet. Father, thank you. Father, thank you.